the candles mean something as you go from candle to candle. Uh, the first candle that we lit symbolizes hope. And the second candle that we lit today symbolizes love. And then the third, sorry, the third symbolizes joy. And the fourth symbolizes peace. And then the big white candle in the middle is the Christ candle. And that symbolizes Christ. And we will light that candle on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day. But these are progressively lit every Sunday. But this second candle has a bit of an identity crisis. Even though it's known as the candle of love, it also has different things attributed to it, depending on which source you're looking at. Drives preachers crazy. You know, what, 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 what's the real meaning? It can symbolize the word. It can symbolize proclamation. It can symbolize the ministry of the prophets to proclaim that Jesus would come before he came. Uh, but all of these, the word, prophets, wisdom, the word is what became flesh at Christmas. The prophets foretold and said that he would come because of his loving kindness. It endures forever. Wisdom, that was his way. He could have come to reckon things. He came to rescue us, and that is wisdom's way. It's the way of love. And the proclamation, the message that he brought is a message of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So maybe it's okay that that second candle is known as the gift of love. That's what it's all about, really. Caligula had just conquered much of Europe and some of the former nobles he was bringing into his courts in order to secure their allegiance for the future, making sure even though they were a conquered people, they were now loyal to their new king. One noble came before him, and he was there with his family. His wife stood behind him with several of their children. And Caligula asked him, Sir, if I was to, to spare your position in this land, what is it that you would do for your king? And he said, King, if you would spare my position, I would gladly lead your armies. And if I was to spare your estate, what then would you do for your king? Oh, King, if you would spare, uh, if you if you would spare my estate, uh, I would gladly lead your armies into battle. And then he noticed the loving, adoring family behind him, and the way he and his wife had often looked at each other in the king's presence. And he turned and looked at her, and he said, "And sir, if I was to spare the love of your life, what is it that you would do for your king?" And he said, sir, if you would spare her, I would gladly die for you. And he knew he had his loyalty. He dismissed the family and on the long carriage ride home, she wasn't saying much. She was kind of stunned to silence. He said, honey, didn't you see uh, the palace where we were? W weren't you impressed with with those huge columns and all that marble. Did you see the tapestries? No, dear, I didn't notice the tapestries. Well, certainly you saw Caligula's crown. It was bejeweled beyond anything that I had ever seen. Wasn't it a glorious crown? I, I never noticed the crown, she said. 
Well, honey, you were there. Certainly you noticed that huge alabaster throne. I've never seen such a thing. It looked like the seat of a god. Surely you noticed that. No, I, I didn't notice that, dear. And he says, honey, you were there. Didn't you notice anything? She said, I only saw the face of the one who said he would die for me. When Mary looked into the face of this little baby, she saw the face of one that not only would say that he would die for her and for us, but who did. Love. It has come for us. And the only worthy response of a love like that is to love in return. On the night that he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread. And he gave thanks to you, our Father. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father. And he gave it to his disciples and said, take and drink from this, all of you. For this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, in remembrance of you, we do these things. We pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread, that they and these sacraments might enact what they signify, just as the water points to your Spirit doing a miraculous work within, an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. Father, we partake of these elements as well. Cleanse us, renew your covenant within us, Father, we receive your love, remembering all that Jesus has done for us. And we pray that we might love you in return. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. This Christmas and always. We pray even as Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.